Let's pray together. Father God, we thank you so much that we can sing a song and watch a video, hear scripture, Lord, because your word is forever and you had a plan. And Father, we're so thankful tonight that we uh, get to read this and not just read this, not just hear this, but Lord, be a part of your plan because your plan was to save your people from their sins. And Father, we know that we all have fallen short of the glory of God and we've sinned. So Father, tonight we come in this presence to celebrate this Christmas season. We're together with family and friends. We're going to have church services like this one. We'll have a service celebration on Sunday. We'll eat together. We'll share gifts. But Father, no greater gift will we ever celebrate than the one that you gave us at this time of the year that we celebrate. We know that you gave it to us as, Lord, a reminder that you're forever faithful, that you said you would come and you came and to die on a cross for our sins and you did die and you rose again the third day according to the scriptures. And Father, you remind us as well that you're coming again. So Father, is this the historical evidence and facts that we'll see tonight in your word? Father, we're thankful that you did send the way in a manger. Thank you, Lord, uh, for your word. I, I pray a blessing of the reading of your word tonight. And I pray that we would honor you in all that we say and all that we do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, I thank you for being here this evening. And I would like you to take your Bibles. We're going to jump right into The Way in a Manger. This is, uh, you sang the song many times, I'm sure, at church, Away in a Manger. I was thinking about what to uh, preach about tonight, teach about tonight. And Wendy did a painting some years ago, and it just had a simple The Way in a Manger uh, on, the, on, the, on the painting. And I'm like, that's exactly the title. It is a way in a manger that we sing, but he is the way in the manger. I want to show you that tonight in Luke chapter 2. Luke chapter 2 is where we'll start. And uh, I'm going to start in verse 7 and read through verse 20. And I want you to see what Jesus says about himself. Now, let me go ahead and put a disclosure on the message tonight before we leave. We'll, we'll be lighting candles, so parents do help your children. But let me put a disclosure on the message. Just as we light that fire... Uh, on our candlestick, I hope to light a fire in your heart before we leave tonight. That's my whole purpose. So you'll be the light of the world when you walk out that door and have a knowledge of understanding that you know who you are and whose you are as, as you read the Word of God. Now, I don't know if any of y'all are like me, but if I had Google, I'd probably been a rocket scientist maybe if I, when I was a kid because anything I think of that I have a question about, I look it up. And I want to cross-reverence it and cross-reverence it and find out if there's any historical value to it, if it's actually true or just made up. But I search everything. And, and I want to tell you, to be honest, as a pastor, just as a, let me just take my title of pastor off, take my title of Christian off. Uh, let me just be a man tonight and stand before you and tell you clearly, many people don't see Jesus as the Savior because they don't want to. So this Christmas season, no matter how much evidence we produce, this is not a court of law, this is a church house of God. No matter how much evidence we present to you, if you're lost today, you choose to be lost in our culture today, especially in America. There's churches on every corner. Everything I told you I was going to make Google a Christian before it's all over with, Siri, uh, because you can search the name of Jesus Christ and you can look up the evidence for yourself and find that there is no way that Jesus Christ, our man, could fulfill everything that Jesus Christ fulfilled unless he was who God said he was, God with us. So tonight, when, if you leave this place, I'm going to give you just a snapshot, like a Polaroid of evidence tonight, that Jesus Christ is the way in the manger, and he didn't stay in a manger. We don't serve baby Jesus, y'all know that. He grew as a man, he died as a man, 
It was 100% man, but 100% God. And we'll look tonight. But when you walk out those doors, those doors, or those doors, or those doors, when you leave tonight, you're going to leave here knowing the evidence for Christ. And when you leave here, you're going to choose to follow Christ or you will choose to reject Jesus Christ. It's not because you don't understand or because you have limited intellect. It's because you make a choice tonight. Do you understand when we leave here? That's my whole goal is not to, I'm not, I don't have to be a lawyer or advocate for Jesus because the Bible says he is my advocate. But I'm going to show you some things to share together. Let's look at Luke chapter 2. We'll pick up in verse 8. Now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be the sign of you that you will find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was an angel, with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on the earth peace and goodwill toward men. So it was when the angels had gone away from them into the heaven that the shepherds said to one another, Let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing which had come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. And now when they had seen him, they made widely known the saying which was told them concerning the child. And all those who heard it marveled at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Then the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told them. I want you to look into the, I have just a period of notes. I have 14 items. I'm going to spend less than a minute per item, so we'll do it in a couple minutes. I want you to see that God had a specific plan. Amen? He knew what he was doing. It was pre-planned before the foundations of the earth according to what Scripture teaches us. God had various witnesses. Throughout all of history, God has had a witness for himself, including himself, in the beginning in Genesis. You'll see this. And the question we have to struggle through is, do we believe God and his witnesses? You know, you can go to court and have a, a whole slew of witnesses that said, I saw it happen. I heard about this. What's a better witness? I heard of or I saw it? I saw it. So you're going to have a multitude of people who saw it or directly heard it from God or, or, or one of his representatives. I want you to see first, number one, we have the witness of God himself in Genesis. In Genesis 3.15, you can look up in your word where God told Adam and Eve after they had sinned that there was going to be a seed, actually two seeds. A seed of the woman, which was capital S, was going to be Jesus Christ. Her seed would actually crush the head of the serpent's seed, small s, meaning Jesus Christ was coming. It was a foretelling that he would actually come. And all the prophets, all the Old Testament, people were looking forward to the day that that seed would come. Everyone was looking, hoping that their son might be that one, that, that chosen one. Well, I want you to see we have the Old Testament prophets. And I'm not going to read these. You can read these on your own. And you can even do a Google search of what prophets said and what actually was fulfilled. Old Testament and New Testament, you can see for yourself. Micah chapter 5 and verse 2 and Hosea chapter 11 verse, uh, chapter 11 verse 1. Isaiah chapter 7 verse 14. The Bible is replete. You can keep going. Isaiah 9, 6. You can, you can read the scripture over and over and see. God made a witness. God was his own witness and we need no other. Amen. He said it, so therefore it was true. But he sent messengers. And I want you to see, he sent Old Testament prophets. And then we can even see, if you go over to Luke chapter 1. I will read this portion. Luke chapter 1 where we are. Verse 67 
He tells Zechariah, and Zechariah was the father of John the Baptist, the forerunner of Jesus Christ. He was a priest. He was a holy man, a righteous man. And his wife Elizabeth, the Bible says, was righteous before God as well. Here's what happens when he, this is his witness. I, we preached this a couple of Sundays ago. Now his father Zechariah was filled with the Holy Spirit and prophesied, saying, Blessed is the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people, and has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David. And he spoke by the mouth of his holy prophets, who have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all who hate us, to perform the mercy promised to our fathers, and to remember his holy covenant, the oath which he swore to our father Abraham, to grant us that we, being delivered from the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of, life, of our life. Then he speaks to John, his son, and you, child, will be called the prophet of the, most, of the highest, for you will go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation to his people, by the remission of their sins, through the tender mercy of our God, with which the day spring from on high has visited us, to give light to those who sit in darkness and the shadow of death, to guide our feet into the way of peace. The Bible is very clear. God said it, that they was going to make a way. The angels have said it, they was going to make a way. Zechariah said it, that God's going to make a way. He used himself, the prophets, a priest, the priest's wife. She blesses Mary in Luke chapter 1, verses 41 through 45, then he actually sends his right hand, if you will, his archangel, Gabriel. Gabriel speaks to Joseph. Luke chapter 1, verses 11 through 19, this book of Luke. Luke was written by a doctor who writes very specifically. And as Luke writes, this is what Gabriel says. This is Gabriel's testimony. Then an angel of the Lord appeared to him standing on the right side of the altar of incense. This is for Zacharias. And when Zacharias saw him, he was troubled and fear fell upon him. The angel told him not to be afraid, and I'm not going to read all this. You can read for yourself. Verse 19, and the angel answered and said, I am Gabriel, who stands in the presence of God, and was sent to speak with you and bring you these glad tidings. Did you know there's more than one section of Scripture that has the glad tidings of God? Every time we speak about Jesus Christ, it is the glad tidings of God. Every time that we share Merry Christmas or Jesus loves you, we're talking about the very glad tidings of God. And so he says, but behold, you will uh, not be able to speak until the day these things take place because you did not believe my words, which will be fulfilled in their own time. Unfortunately, that's where we are today. So many people will celebrate Christmas this year. We'll exchange gifts from person to person. We'll go from family to family. We'll eat good food. We'll laugh a lot. Maybe, maybe go do something special that's a family tradition. But a lot of people will be like Zacharias and they'll miss Christmas, the heart of Christmas, because they will not believe. Do you see the, the, the evidence here? The evidence is given that you might believe. John even says when he finishes his gospel, these are written that you might believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of the living God. That's the whole purpose that he sent himself, if you will, God coming among us, right? Emmanuel, God with us. And he even told Joseph, what was his name? His name was to be called Jesus because he would save his people from their sins. We have a holy God who loves us more than anybody, more than anything in the whole world, and we have this witness. Well, I could go on. We have the witness of Joseph. Did you know that Joseph, being the, if you want to call him, the stepdad of Jesus Christ, he said there's no recorded word of his in the whole Bible? How do we have a witness from Joseph if he said nothing? Because the Bible tells us that Joseph had planned to put Mary away 
privately when he found out she was pregnant. His witness was that he took her, as the angel told him, as his wife. He had full rights and authority to put her away and actually divorce her quietly, but he, as his witness, as his silent witness, took her as his wife, did not know her until she gave birth to her firstborn son, to the Lord Jesus Christ. He listened to the angel of the Lord, he believed the angel of the Lord, and he took action. And that's what it takes for us today. We hear the truth from preachers on the television, on the radio, in person at church of the special occasions. But my brothers, my sisters, my friends, listen, this Christmas season, you have to take action. You have to do something with what you know. You, you say, well, I heard that before. How many times, how many witnesses must there be for you to actually receive the Lord Jesus Christ? You say, well, I'm not going to do it this Christmas season. Then you make a choice to walk away from the Lord. You're saying, listen, what Jesus did for us, I don't believe it or I don't want to believe it. And I'll take the judgment on my own because I'm that awesome of a human. And I want to tell you, judgment's coming to your house. The Bible says it's appointed a man once to die and after death, the judgment. You will be judged. You say, well, I don't believe that. Then we'll find out. Amen? Every single one of us will send here, we'll find out, is God's words true or is God a liar? And I want to tell you that God is no liar. Man is liar, God is not. Amen? We have the witness of Mary in Luke chapter 1, verse 38 and 46 through 55. We have the witness, as you saw in the video, a great testimony on video, of the shepherds. They heard from the angel. They were astonished, I'm sure. They were the lowest class of people on the planet, yet they got up. They went to Bethlehem to find the very thing that the angel said was there. They found the babe lying in a manger, wrapped in swaddling clothes. How would they understand what swaddling clothes is? Because that's what they would do to newborn lambs. They would actually take a newborn lamb and wrap them in tears of cloth, wrap them up so they would actually be kept warm. Jesus was wrapped just like a baby lamb. That's how they would know. And actually, most scholars believe that these shepherds were watching the sacrificial lambs. They were actually preparing these lambs without spot or blemish so that they would be ready for the day of sacrifice. And not only did they leave the lambs, the sacrificial lambs, they walked into the stable where the manger was and saw the Lamb of God, the ultimate sacrifice. Those other lambs, sure, they would die as part of the Old Testament covenant. They would be killed and they would cover the sins of the people for a time. But that one laying in the manger, the way in the manger would die one day on a cross the Bible says he would take away all the sins. Everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. He would take away the sins of all mankind. Whoever calls upon the name of the Lord would be saved. Whoever believes in him. Jesus said, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. He didn't come to cover your sins. He came to take your sins away, to save you from your sins, to save me from my sins. What a wonderful Savior that we have. Well, not only the shepherds, we have the heavenly hosts. We have the angels speaking. We, if you keep reading, you'll have the witness of Simeon. He stands in the gap saying, I believe. Now I can die. He was, he was on the video. If you look at the video, Simeon waited because God told him he would not see death until he saw the Savior, until he saw the redemption of Israel. And he says, what does Simeon say? Now I can die. He was happy to die. That sounds kind of morbid, doesn't it, on Christmas Simeon was prepared to go now because he finally, God fulfilled his word and he was able to see the Savior. Well, then right behind Simeon, before they left the temple, Anna was there and she prophesied as well saying, blessed is the Lord. You can read it there in Luke chapter 1, verse 36 through 38. Even the people who did not believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, here's the witnesses we have. We have the witness of the chief priest and the scribes. These are the people who wanted to actually 
killed Jesus. These are the people who were in cahoots, if you would, with evil Herod, the one on the, on the video. Because Herod says, where is, when the, when the wise men came to town, Herod said, where is he to be born? So they pull out the scrolls. They went to the church house, if you will, the place of worship, and they said, he is to be born where? In Bethlehem. They knew the very place because they had the witness of the prophets. They had the witness of the word of God, and yet they did not believe. Yet they were a witness for the Lord Jesus Christ. We have the witness of the chief priests and scribes. We have the witness of the wise men who said, listen, we were tricked by Herod, but we were told by God to go another way. We have the witness of the star, the star of Bethlehem. And then I would go in and tell you this, time does not permit all the witnesses of Christ. It would be John the Baptist, the apostles of Christ, the disciples, the 120 that followed him, the 3,000 that were saved in the book of Acts in the beginning, demons professed that Jesus Christ is Lord, sinners did, and even Satan himself. But listen, I want to tell you this before we leave tonight. We have the ultimate witness, and that is Jesus Christ himself. Jesus himself said this, and you would, if you'd like to look this up, John chapter uh, 14. Go there with me if you would. There's a Bible uh, for you in front of the, right beside the hymnals if you want to read this. Jesus was speaking to his disciples as he was a man after he came to live his life. And they're, they're struggling because Jesus is having some kind of conversation that he's leaving them, and there's some there's some trouble with them. Here's what he says in John 14, beginning in verse 1. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. And if it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself. That where I am, there you may be also. And where I go, you know the way. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you're going and how can we know the way? And Jesus ultimately said these words. Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. These are the words that are true. These are the words of the witness of Jesus Christ himself. That's why we celebrate the Lord Jesus Christ this season. Well, here's the question of the day. Have you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? You say, well, I don't know all about it. I just heard this Christmas story so many times. Listen, settle it in your heart. Quit putting up the blocks. Quit sending out the defenders in front of you and stand before the Lord Jesus Christ as who you are. Lord Jesus, have I given my heart and life to you? Ask him. He's very clear. If you ask him to show himself to you, God loves you so much that he will reveal himself through Scripture to you. You say, well, I'm not sure if I'm saved. Ask him. People have doubts sometimes. It's okay to have doubts. Listen, we're, we're reading from a manuscript that's 2,000 plus years old, right? Or about 2,000 years old. But is God the ancient of days? Is God true in the beginning as he is in the end? If For us, we don't, he has no end. The word of God is true. I've trusted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. I can tell you tonight, when I die, I'm going to be in heaven. The Bible says the absent from the body, present with the Lord. There will be a celebration. You know, we joked around at the... Jesus did not sing the first Noel every birthday. He didn't sing, we wish you a Merry Christmas. He didn't sing. Christmas didn't start till several hundred, if thousands of years after Jesus' birth. I mean, several hundred years after Jesus' birth. It was something we started to celebrate his birth. But this season we come to know, that is there a witness saying that Jesus Christ is Lord? And the answer is yes. From, Jesus, from God himself, from the Father himself, from the Old Testament prophets, 
from Zacharias, from Elizabeth, from Gabriel, from Joseph, from Mary, from the shepherds, from the heavenly host, to Simeon, to Anna, to, and all the others we've mentioned tonight. Listen, if you would take just a moment of your season, if you're off work at all, or if you, even if you're working through the season, and just take the word of God and see what he says. He speaks in two chapters specifically, two gospels, the gospel of Matthew chapter 1 and the gospel of Luke chapter 1 and chapter 2. Read and see. Say, God, if you're really real, I challenge you to do this. God, if you're really real, would you make yourself known to me? And I want to tell you, based on his word and his reputation, he will because he's forever faithful. So have you received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? If the answer is yes, then you can celebrate like no other this Christmas season. Amen? Every day should be a celebration. But if your answer is no, I know I'm not a Christian. I've never received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Well, listen, the question is, why not? What's the answer? It's because you don't want to. That's okay, but I would ask you this season, a lot of people are saying, well, I'm an agnostic. I believe there's a God, but you can't really know him. That's a cheap way out. And some people say, well, I'm an atheist. I don't believe there is a God. That's a lie. It's true. You'll hear atheists say, Jesus Christ. They'll use his name in vain. Well, you can't use his name. You can't believe there's a heaven and hell. You can't believe that there's a God if you don't believe there's a God. Amen. It's true from, the, from his word, but also from our own self. So here's what I'm asking you to be this Christmas season. Be honest. Is he the way that was born and placed in a manger? Is Jesus Christ the Savior of the world? Was Jesus Christ and is Jesus Christ God with us? I want to tell you based on the word of God, based on the witnesses that we have that were there, that heard and seen, the answer is yes, Jesus Christ is Lord. But this season, listen, please don't go the cheap way out. And say, I don't know, I'm not sure. It's your unbelief that keeps you from actually actually knowing. We're going to light candles here in just a moment. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. John chapter 1, Jesus was, John was writing about Jesus and he said, He came into this world, but men love darkness more than light. And then Jesus comes along and tells the disciples that that's me and you today as well. You are the light of the world. So listen, as we talk about lighting these candles, it's kind of fun to do this together. We're going to light candles, and we'll, we'll light a couple over here and, and just start lighting up the place. Children have the glow sticks. They can break those and put those on if they have those. But let me tell you tonight, as we light these candles, let me share this with you. Let this candle be symbolic of your life. Shine the light when you walk out of this door. When you share the gospel, some people are going to tell you, I don't believe anything about Jesus Christ. You have to leave them that way. It, it, let me tell you this. Let me tell you the truth. If you put your finger on the flame, it will burn you tonight. Do you understand? And if you don't believe me, put your finger on the flame. Amen? There is nothing you can do with the truth besides believe it or reject it. Now, you can experience it. Wendy and I were talking earlier today, and I said, I, had, I saw this mouse in the garage, and I really want to get him. I bought some new traps. And she said, put those up for the grandkids to get here tomorrow. I was like, no, they need to stick their finger. Every kid needs to stick their finger in a rat trap. Don't you agree? <laughs> Experience is the best truth. Well, here we have the witness. Listen, tonight, you're going to be the, you are the light of the world. You're not going to be. If you've never given your heart life to the Lord Jesus Christ, hey, here's what I'd like to do. I'm going to hang around immediately after church. This is going to be our invitation tonight. I want to talk to you about what, it, I want to have a meaningful conversation about what it means to be a Christian, about what the Scripture says. There's deeper, we can, we can dive even deeper, but tonight as we break out of here tonight with our light, we're going to take time to light it 
and think about the light of the world, Jesus Christ, the way that was in the manger. Your friends, your family, they need to hear that Jesus Christ is the way. They've heard it before, but they need to be challenged. And you need to be bold in your witness. Because if you don't tell them, who will? And if they say, I don't want to believe, that's fine. You have to leave them that way. That's between them and the Lord. Well, let's pray together. Our Father and our God, Lord, as we light these candles, as we stand in your presence, knowing that um, you provided the way, you came at the poorest, most humble way on the planet. Lord, if we did it, we would have fireworks and regalia and all kind of different things that are happening. We would have celebratory services, lights. And yet, Father, you came to Joseph and Mary on this humble, in the middle of nowhere in Bethlehem, stable, King of kings and Lord of lords. Your crib was a food trough. Father, we would not even lay our own children in a food trough. Even if it was clean hay, we would do whatever it takes to, to not make that happen. And, and Father, even this Christmas season, it's even easier to, to tell people a better story of the pretty part of Christmas versus the real part of your coming. You came so that the poorest of the poor, the lowest of the low could come. As one old preacher said, you came for the uttermost and the guttermost came for us all no matter no matter our socioeconomic status no matter our past we're all sinners you come to save us from our sins and lord tonight we celebrate that as we leave this place we leave with joy knowing there's a truth that i can actually rely on that truth just as we can rely on this flame to burn lord we can rely on the truth of the word of god Help us be the people of God that you want us to be. Let us be witnesses as you command us to be. And Lord, this Christmas season, they're sitting around the table. Let us tell the joy of knowing you as a personal Lord and Savior. We love you and thank you for loving us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.